Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for you, a friend, or a loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer requests. And while you're there, please join our team of prayer warriors. Your angels say that prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, but the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt here on earth. Feel your angels' love right here, right now, as they surround you, and be on the lookout for positive, loving messages that are meant specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis, and we're here today with Rita, who is sharing her stories, um, stories that brought through understanding that helped her piece together and find peace with her husband's passing. Rita has been on the show before in a group with other women who are in my angel membership. But today we're here one-on-one because I wanted to dive deeper with Rita. Um, Rita, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule just to be here with all of us. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. Yeah. So your story really starts out the day that your husband passed. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, my husband had had some anxiety the the previous three days, and he had a doctor's appointment that he scheduled for Monday, but he didn't make it till Monday. And the day that I'd like to talk about or that I shared on Facebook. And looking back now, it was it was automatic writing because I would have never been able to get that out in my own grief, but I had no idea what automatic writing was at the time. Mm-hmm. And also my girlfriend said to me, Rita, how did you write that? And I said, I don't know. Share with everybody what you wrote. Okay. You don't want the whole thing, do you? It's two and a half pages. (laughs) I'll just tell you um, our last drive that day. So we have driven. Tom and I would probably go for an evening drive four or five times a week. And if Our daughter would come sometimes. He might ride his scooter sometimes, but he loved evening drives. That evening, our daughter went, and uh, we have two daughters, but one of them went. And we had had supper, and then it was time for the evening drive. Cassidy even came along for the drive. Just before arriving at home, we were on a truck route by the dump grounds. And again, we have driven that route hundreds of times. But this time there was wildlife in the ditches and in the fields like we had never seen before. Tom saw a raccoon and then there were three beautiful Canadian uh, geese standing tall, three pheasants, some running and some standing, Three ducks flew over our vehicle, 
a rabbit crossed the road and looked, and then towards the end, we looked up and saw three deer not far in a field. And then over to the left, we saw a kitten in the ditch. And Tom said, it's like a sanctuary out here. And at that moment, I thought how peaceful it was and how strange to see so many different animals standing in threes on this road that we had traveled so many times before and never saw a single animal out of place like they were today. So we turned right um, on 21st Street towards home. And as we passed the cemetery, out of the blue, we said, is this where we'll be buried? Not wanting to answer, I said, well, I was thinking of donating my organs and being cremated. He had always wanted a regular funeral and he said nothing. And I said, you better not have the widow maker on me. You know, Mr. Buddenhagen's only symptom was that he, he couldn't drink his Mountain Dew that day. And he again said, I'm fine. Nothing like that has happened to me. And I asked him if they were going to do an EKG on Monday. And he said, I don't know. I hope they, they can change my medicine. He had gotten irritated with me over the last few days to push, pushing him to go to ER or to the clinic sooner. So I just believed that he would be okay. And I dropped it. So we went home. He went to the garage where his man cave was. I went to the house and showered and watched a little TV. And then I got a jail call, which I draw blood. I'm a nurse and I draw blood um, as a part-time job. I draw blood when people get DUIs. So I had not had a single one since COVID hit about uh, 20 days earlier. And I went out to the garage and I said, well, after a month, there's a DUI. And he jumped out of his chair and spun around and said, oh, I love you. Be safe. I'll see you when you get home. And I was gone about 28 minutes. And I came back and just poured myself a bowl of cereal like I always do. It was about, well, 1050 at night and uh, went into the living room and he was just sitting in his chair like he always is with a little smile on his face. And I thought he was pretending to be asleep, but he wasn't. So that's where the nightmare started. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to people about like that moment when you were in the car with him and just seeing all the animals and and passing the cemetery and him making that comment, your mind came back to that over and over again. And what I do believe, and I'm not sure if you believe this, I don't want to like put words in your mouth, but there were signs that I could see after my dad passed from the year before where he was getting signs to reach out. And I don't believe that the soul knows. I do believe the soul knows. I don't believe our earth self knows exactly what time we're going to pass, but I do believe that the soul self knows. And 
I do believe that there are moments where they're able to communicate something to us before they pass that helps us understand. It's not just your husband, Rita, but it's kind of like all the loved ones of everybody listening right now are saying collectively is it didn't mean that we knew, right? Because I think the mind can kind of go there and say, well, then why didn't you get to the hospital sooner? Why didn't you just go? He wasn't thinking that. None of your loved ones were thinking that. They thought that they were staying. They thought that they were here. If they would have had any idea, they would have made different decisions. But the soul self knows and plans in a way that they're able to give us signs in advance to kind of bring us some peace. Um, does that make sense? It does. And I like to to think of it as he didn't know, but his higher self must have. Because, yes, there were so many weird things looking back that I never thought thought anything of at the time, but looking back, yes, I'll just give a couple examples. He, sorry, he has always hated taking family pictures at funerals. And he said he'd come back and haunt us if we did. (laughs) He also said we were not allowed a, to have a a meal at his funeral, even though in another breath, he would tell us he was going to live till 90 and he wanted to live on a a ventilator or as a vegetable. If, if um, he was ever that way, yes, he wanted to continue to live. I'm like, okay. So we were not to have pictures, family pictures, and we were not to have a meal. And one other thing that he had made a decision when he was six and a half years old was you should not wear black to a funeral. And his sister knew that. I like that. Mm -hmm. So um, COVID took care of that. We, I had six of his family members were able to come to his funeral We were not able to have a meal. We were just going to have one outside because it was just um, COVID hit in our town um, March 13th, and he passed away on um, April 20th. So we were going to have a small meal with our families, and we could separate outside. And after we, it was a gorgeous day on his funeral. We turned the corner coming out from the cemetery and there were three, not just one, three storms occurring surrounding our home. Wow. Mm -hmm. So there was no meal either. Um, He did tell us we could have a uh, open bar some other day. So we are having a celebration of life. We're just getting that plan now. But also during his life, he came home and out of the blue, I think we had been married 15 years or maybe it was 15 years before he passed. He came home and we were just watching TV and out of the blue, he says, Rita, now if I die, you could marry so-and-so. And he named like, 
well, I don't want to give it away because then that person will feel obligated. But um, (laughs) I was like, why would you say that? And I just kind of kept it to myself. And then he said it again, like 10 years later. And I'm like, Tom, and I thought, I am not keeping this to myself, Courtney. And so I was like, we all laughed at him. And, and I was like, why would you even say something like that? And I never thought he would say anything again. I mean, who, what husbands do that? I've never heard of this. Yeah, well, um, about two years before he died, he came home from a hunting trip and goes, oh, Rita, there's one more person you could marry. <laughs> so in my world, I believe, again, his higher self was just helping me with the guilt of moving forward. And that was his way of letting me know that, you know, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Friend, if the idea of connecting to your angels and changing your life using your very own spiritual gifts sounds amazing and is deeply resonating with you today, I want you to go on my website and check out my angel membership. Registration is open. Sign up today and you'll get access to new course content and events each week and a private community. Members love how everything you need for your spiritual awakening is all in one place. Sign up today, Angel Membership. It's incredibly healing. Also, the winner of this month's free reading with me is in the show notes below. Leave a five-star positive review of my podcast or book, and you could be next month's winner. Lastly, check out the upcoming events page on my website, theangelmedium.com, because we have a lot of upcoming events that I know you're going to be interested in. I'm just kind of laughing internally because I've never really sat down and like contemplated a discussion like this, Um, but my mom always jokes you know, she was married to my dad and then um, they got a divorce and she married her high school sweetheart. She went back in and married him and he's a very handsome man. Um, but she always says, Julie, if I pass away first, all of the casserole ladies are going to be over. And she's like, beat him off with a stick. Oh. She's like, he's not allowed to get married right away. Um, so this just keeps like kind of replaying in my mind. I do believe that you're right though, Rita, the higher self, the soul self, it does have some knowing, right? And um, and he was preparing you in that way. Talk to me too, because you've learned so much as you've gone through this and you do it with such grace. I don't know how you do. Talk to other people. Hindsight is twenty twenty. What do you wish you would have known at the beginning? Oh, okay. That's a nice question. Um, I wish I would have known more about spirituality than just religion. I was very God-fearing as a child, all the way into adulthood. 
now I know not to fear God. He does never punish. But for instance, I grew up in the First Assembly of God Church, but always wanted to turn Catholic because I could drink then without guilt. (laughs) (laughs) Of all things. Um, um, And then when I met Tom, he was Catholic. And I was like, sure, I'll I'll change to Catholic. (laughs) And now... um, I wish that we had talked more about spirituality and angels and communication with the other side before he passed. I know there are other angel members who have, and when their loved one has passed, they were able to begin communication right away and feel that comfort Uh, with having validations of them being on the other side and being okay. And I know Tom is okay. And I've gone to a medium or um, a medium a couple of times and communicated with him in that way. And, and when we were in small group, you have um, felt him. So I know, and I feel him every day beside me, but I do wish um, we had spoke more about that. Um, and by speaking about it, let's kind of explain that to me, people, because what you mean is there are some folks who kind of talk as a couple and say, if I go, here's how I'm going to come through to you. And spouses report that when that person does pass, they start to see those signs that were communicated beforehand right away. Right? Mm-hmm, exactly. So, so that's one piece, like the spirituality piece. What, what else is kind of coming to you that hindsight is 2020 that you wish you would have known? Oh, well, if I had wishes, yeah, well, there's, uh, I wish I would have known and I wouldn't have left that night, of course, but, but I don't think that would have changed anything. I do believe And he and I always talked about the fact that there's a day to be born and a day to die. And no amount of CPR that I performed or anybody else was going to bring him back. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. And that that's not what I meant. I'm so sorry. No, you and I have talked about that, too. Um, I just meant for other people listening um, that have lost somebody really close to them. And we can go in a different well, what direction. I, what I would love to um, to say is that some friends of mine that have lost friends, they I want people to know that, yes, losing a spouse of 25 years and the one that was your soulmate is, is really traumatic. But... Losing a friend or a sibling or a father is equally as, well, it could be equally as traumatic as losing your spouse. And I have found that some of my friends feel guilty for for not being able to get over their grief of a friend. And I want people to know that that we... um, we all 
deal with grief in a different way. And just because it was my spouse versus your friend who you lost, that was your friend for 40 years, you have the right to grieve that and you need to grieve that. And that you can still have that communication with them and that you can still build that relationship with your friend on the other side. It doesn't have to be over. And I think that's one of my things that in the first year of the angel membership, you would say, um, let me read. You would say, what do you want me to do next? You would, in, in oneness, you would want us to say, what am I to do next? To the other side. Yeah, to the other side um, so that we can make the world a better place or what are we supposed to do and I would have nothing 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 for a year almost and uh, finally something came and I think it is one of those things where somehow I need to express that you need to grieve anyone that you lose and you can still build a relationship with them And then finally, just last week, I'm supposed to write a song that came too. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, there's something I want to talk about. And then I want you to talk about automatic writing and and maybe your process and working through that. But I think when we talk about connection and grief, we're, we're talking about grieving the lack of connection in the way that we have always known it. Um... I love how some people in our group talk about it and say they don't use the word died anymore. They use the word past or um, passed on because that connection is still there. It's just there in a completely different new format. And we can build up to that amazing communication between us, um, but it takes learning a new language, right? A a new way of communicating that's telepathic with the other side. So I know that you've gone through and you've been with me for so long and I, I just love the time that we get to spend together. Automatic writing for some people is really hard at first. They feel like they're not getting a lot coming through. Um, how did you work through that? Because you you had, you remember like um, to your point before, like you had all of this start to pour through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had the one before I even knew what it was. And then I didn't have another one until, until I wrote the poem on my husband's bench, um, the gravestone. And it took me, I had to prepare that I was going to, well, it took six months to figure out what I was going to do on his gravestone. And I didn't start until a year after he passed. So it was very difficult for me to do that. It's such a final thing. And I couldn't get that final piece done. I was I was trying to have my daughters do it and have them um, draw something or write something and they couldn't do it. So finally, I just decided, okay, I think we were in automatic writing Uh during the time. And I just said, okay. 
And it took me two days. Well, I like started preparing on Thursday. Okay, on Saturday, I'm going to write it. And then on Saturday, I just, I got into oneness, like you said, and it was really the first time that I communicated with Tom, even like to hear anything back. I would see signs. I had already been getting signs and I felt his presence from the very beginning, but to actually hear him in his voice or my voice, I didn't get that until my automatic writing. Okay. And it was just wonderful. That's amazing. So what was that experience like for you? Oh, I laid down, got into highest vibration. That might've been one of the first times I did that too. And it was weird because I like to meditate lying down. And I thought, well, how am I going to automatic write while I'm lying down? But he would say something and I'd sit up and I'd write and I'd lay back down. And after a while, I was like, well, I'm just going to lay here and write. And I would <laughs> say, okay, anything else? And then I'd lay back down and I'd say, okay, your turn. <laughs> and it would just come to me. And I think sometimes people think, oh, woo, woo, but it's not at all. It is, you're just in stillness or oneness, and it can be your imagination. If it makes you feel better to think it's your imagination, then think it's your imagination. One way or another, things are coming out, and you just write it down, and you may not even know remember what you're writing down, you have to go back and read it. Mm -hmm. So that automatic writing was not as smooth as the automatic writing that I've done since either. Like when um, I was in grief group, I had to write a letter to Tom and then he wrote one back to me. And I mean, that just came out like butter, just I couldn't write fast enough, you know, and the words and the thoughts, they were all there and they were all correct. Whereas when he wrote the poem, I did have to go back and, and um, change a couple of things or. And that's okay. That's okay. You know, um, it's so fascinating because spirit is bringing this into my mind. Um, my husband and I were down in the kitchen the other day. And I'm totally going to switch like dyslexia, the two, because I do not remember I wasn't paying that close of attention. But he was saying, did you know that I think it was Beethoven when Beethoven would um, write a symphony, he wrote it perfectly the very first time. Like he wrote it, he heard it, he saw it, he got it down on paper and he didn't have to go back and change anything. Mm -hmm. And Mozart, I think, was the one that came after Beethoven. And he was saying Mozart was the same way where he would get like because I call them downloads, right? Like it's almost like it's just coming through you so fast. Your pen almost can't keep up or you can't keep up typing because it's just coming through so quickly. Um, but then he would have to go back and make changes. I believe both are divine inspiration coming through. 
And that's what happens with automatic writing. Like you just sit down and you get this like download of information that it doesn't feel a certain way. It's just like when you go to write a paper and you hear a line before you go to type it out. But if you write down what's coming through and you're in that oneness, highest vibration energy, you're connected to them and you're asking them specific questions and they're bringing through answers to very clearly communicate to you what it is that you need to know in that moment. So I'm so glad that you came into that and it's worked for you because I know for me communicating with my dad that way it just brings me so much peace Mm -hmm. it does yeah Yeah. I enjoy the signs and I get the signs every day so that's nice but when I can just sit and talk with him I love it Uh, yeah I still haven't been able um maybe twice I did have him come to me twice, you know, where I could just hear him and I wasn't just really focused and automatic writing. I would like to have more conversations with him, but I don't know, maybe. It'll happen. It continues to grow. All you have to do is keep going. What Spirit always says is if you don't give up, they won't give up on you. They'll never give up on you, right? So as long as you keep going, you'll keep growing. And that's all they need. Um, Rita, I want to do something different with the podcast. Could we end by just um, sending our energy? You know how to radiate your energy out from your heart chakra. And you made such a good point today that it doesn't matter if you've lost lost a partner or a parent or a sibling or a friend grief is grief and grief hurts so let's can we do um, one more thing right before that I just wanted to share because not everybody knows what a sign is either or how to look for one because I didn't when I first started and people would you know say do you find signs well I want to show you um one of my very first rocks um, oh, I love it. This was oh, it's a heart. found hiking, yes. And I just knew when I started the hike, it was like a seven-mile hike um, up a mountain and down. I knew that when we started, I would have a sign from Tom and that it would be a heart-shaped rock. And I'd never, I'd never seen one before. So about six miles in, I found that rock. Just looked down. I'm like, oh, there it is. It's kind of believing. So if you believe it happens and um, I've never had cardinals in my garden, but (gasps) a picture of a cardinal. I love it. And I happened to be videotaping him when, and this is, I call this Tom and my friend, her mom comes as a morning dove and they came and sat by one another. And if you could see it clearly, they're looking at each other and I caught it. I love that. I love that. And if you're watching us over on YouTube, you can see it too. Um, She's got a picture and one of the birds is actually facing the other. Looks like they're almost, yeah. Are looking right at each other like a morning dove and a cardinal. (laughs) It's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for being here, Rita. I know that people just get so much out of these stories, hope and inspiration. And just um, the tools that they need to 
to keep moving forward. Um, so thank you for being here. I wonder if we can just kind of take a, a deep breath in ourselves. Deep breath out. And I just wonder if we can just get into that high vibration. All of us, if you're listening, you can join us in this. And I want you to feel from your heart chakra, just like your heart chakra is almost glowing with this yummy, delicious oneness energy. And just like when you look at the sun, there's all of these rays of energy coming off of the sun, going out in every direction. I want you to feel God's love, God's oneness energy just pouring through the crown of your head, filling your heart chakra, and radiating out through your heart chakra to everyone on this planet, everyone in the multiverse even, who's going through grief, who's lost someone. Just send that love from your heart chakra out to them. And let's just sit here in silence for a moment as we do this work. I want you to see everybody who needs love, everyone who's grieving, just see God placing angels around each one of those people. See those angels, those loved ones from the other side coming around that person, wrapping their arms around them, drying their tears, whispering messages into their ears, showing them signs, teaching them how to communicate with their loved ones on the other side. Friends, I want you to know that as we do this work of just praying for others, of just sending energy out into the world to help others, it really truly does help. There was a study done um, where they took one healer, um, let's say that that person was in Arizona, and they took another person, let's say that person was in Maryland, um, and that person in Maryland needed prayers. And the healer in Arizona was going to send that person in, um, in Maryland healing energy at some point throughout the day, but didn't tell that person in Maryland when they'd be receiving it. And what ended up happening was they monitored that person in Maryland, their energy. And at the exact moment, the healer in Arizona sent the person in Maryland healing energy. Their energy shifted and they could see it scientifically. So I want you to know that Prayer is not woo-woo either. Prayer is not meaningless. Prayer is actually you using your intent as a being to really help 
another and they can show you now how it truly does benefit others. So when you go about your day and you feel the need, wow, I really need to say a prayer for this person. Wow, I really need to ask God to surround this person with angels. Wow, I really just need to send healing love out into the world. It is your right as a soul to be able to do that work without any energetic healing training yourself. You can always pray for another. You can always send healing energy and love to another and to bigger places. You can send it to the entire world. And one more thing just today that the angels are saying to tell you is that it never depletes your energy, right? Because it's not coming from you. It's coming from God, universe, source through you. And then you're radiating it out to the world. You're using your free will to radiate it out to the world. So I hope that you'll join me in doing this work more on the podcast and also just in your everyday life. Friends, thank you so much for being here. Rita, thank you so much for being here. Friends, I hope that you say a little prayer for Rita and her daughters because um, everybody can use that love and that healing energy. And I'm sure that they could continue to use that as they continue to find their way forward. Um, and Rita, as we're ending here, it's 1033. Oh, I woke I up know. at 2.33 last night. I love it. I love it. Thank you, everybody, for being here. If you have an angel story that you want to share, we'd love to share it on the podcast. You can email it to us. If you go over to our website, there's a tab now called Angel Stories, and you can submit it right there. Thank you, everybody, and thank you, Rita. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for joining me today. My name's Julie. You know I'm all about connecting you with messages from your angels and loved ones on the other side. If you've been listening today and you're super excited and just have to know which angels are sitting around you now, who's connecting with you, and how they're supporting you, go to theangelmedium.com. Register for a virtual session. You can do a reading with me or a member on my team. We're all incredible. We all talk to angels daily, and we can help you in making sure that your angels are doing the best they can to support you and guiding you to the life you want to live. Virtual sessions, they're only offered on my website, never, never, never offered on social media, only offered on theangelmedium.com. Sign up today. And if you're the person who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing your unique spiritual gifts, growing your intuition, starting your own healing business, you can sign up for my Angel Reiki School to become a certified angel messenger. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn energy healing, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and business mastery skills. That's the Angel Reiki School. You can find more information on theangelmedium.com or DM me over on Instagram at Angel Podcast with any questions you have. Friends, before you go, connect with your angels by placing your hand on your heart 
taking a deep breath. Imagine a doorway filled with God's unconditional love in front of you. I want you to step into that love in front of you. And I want you to feel it as it fills your body, your chakras, and your auric field. Now ask your angels, what would you have me know today? And open yourself to the positive, loving messages they have just for you. <laughs> 